Hello, old friends. It has been a while. Welcome yes. to For the Fans, where we are excited to kick off a new season of Survivor. And we are back like we've never been gone. You never even missed us. We've been here the whole time. Um, very yes, excited for the first time. to talk about a new season with my favorite guys, Kevin and Sheldon. How are you both doing? I am great. It's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you without a dope beat to step to. Step, step two. two. Step, step two. two. Oh, you know that song. We didn't know, the other. know that song. Come on, guys. That's closer to my generation, okay? The other one was Lady Gaga. We're the I same really... age. Our birthdays are two days apart. I know. Happy happy birthday, Kevin. Happy birthday. <laughs> um, I'm really happy to be back, Kylie. We got a whole new season of Survivor. Uh, with some really kooky characters, some of them. Surprise, surprise, so American like, Survivor. Like, watching these cast assessment videos and, like, looking at them, I was like, this looks almost like an AI-generated cast. Like, they wow. almost don't look real and, like, with the names and everything. Um, but I think this is actually a really cool group of people, and I'm excited to get to know them. I'm excited to see them out on the island. What are they going to do? And hopefully they don't disappoint. I am astounded by the amount of diversity on this cast. And I know, and I mean like oh, diverse. Yeah, they're from different countries born and they're from different walks of life. There's not just like a few more black people or like a few more Hispanic people. They have people that are like from all over the world, so many different nationalities we have someone here from south america you yeah. know what i'm saying lots of lots of cool is the one from south america not american or are, the, are these all americans or and canadians they're all americans and canadians but so so like she currently lives in chicago but she's from but south america. born ghana ghana i will say it might be nice to actually fully broaden the casting to other countries too i don't know just putting that out there I don't think that's necessary. The other countries have their okay, own. Okay, so that's too diverse for you. That's not no, even diverse. I'm, I'm with Kevin. Like, unless we are doing a specific season that is like, you know, U.S. versus Canada versus Australia versus the U.K. Like, mm, I don't, I don't think we really need to necessarily cast out into other countries. But I will say that the challenge has done that with, like, they did this whole War of the Worlds, and they, you know, introduced people from other countries and we have picked up some cool characters but by the same token like we already had a bunch of cool characters and this is a show that keeps pulling from people and so you know uh, kylie we were talking about this a few days ago there is uh 340 million people that live in the united states that is more than enough people to get a good cast twice a year for survivor yeah that, that, that is the truth agree which which is stunning when there's bad casts all right yeah yeah, I mean, it's, it's what makes it a little surprising that, like, this is the people you chose. But <laughs> they must have done I'm something not going to shit on them. Like, I've been pleasantly surprised by most of the casting, like you. We'll see. Okay, let's go. Let's get into this. Let's do our cast assessment. Survivor 46. All right. Kevin, you're into the vibe. So. What do you think? What do you think about these people? So I want to make sure this is clear. This is like the second time I have laid my eyes on this cast. Um, as we know, <laughs> I like to come in as blind as possible. And this season was no exception. 
Um, I and I say blind as possible because one of the guys in the cast had some Las Vegas ties. So I looked a little bit deeper than I normally do, i.e. I pulled up the page. You went to his house. <laughs> I have not been to his house. I drove by his house. Yeah. <laughs> so looking from this cast, I was already excited by the diversity, like I said. The pops of yellow in this cast preview also excite me. Um, yeah, interesting because none of the tribes are yellow. So right, so I like the, the yellow pops. In addition, um, I was out of the country for the finale, so I didn't. I still have not seen D win. So I also what? have spoiler. not seen. <laughs> spoiler. This should not be a spoiler at this point. <laughs> I have not. I did not see D win, so I have not seen any scenes from this. From like next season on Survivor. I mean, so I, I saw it at the finale and I don't remember anything. So, well, what I'm saying is that that was the first time I've seen all of them together. Mm -hmm. And so, looking at it one more time, Kylie, um, I would say that I'm really excited to see what overalls down here does. Overalls, really? Overalls, okay. 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 Okay, can, can we just do maybe a, a two-minute conversation about something I think we really should do? Let's Before talk about we do, Before we do, I want to no, shout no. out Tracy. Tracy's back here in the chat. Hey, Tracy. Hello, Tracy. Good to see you. Welcome, Tracy. Can we talk about D as the winner of Survivor 45? Sure. We didn't have enough. Best, best first-time winner since Kim Spradlin. No doubt. And about. I'll lay all my money on that. Can we just talk about her? Why Why did she win? Why do we think she deserves to win? And Kylie, why do you think she is really the best first-time winner since Kim? So, she deserved to win because she literally controlled the game from start to finish. She kept all of her people in line, including, like, blindsiding her closest ally, Austin, and making sure her other closest ally, Julie, did not go out of the game. And still managed to make it so Austin did not, did not want to turn on her. Um, and then she kept that in her pocket, popped it out the, the final tribal council, secured the bag. Go D. I don't know that she controlled the game from start to finish, but she was in she was in the realm to control the game. I think early part, I don't think she was controlling, but she was there, like in the cockpit, if you will. And then when it got to the swap, not even the merge, the swap. She said, move. And then she started to take the wheel and started steering where she needed it to go. But before that, I feel like Drew and Austin did have control of the game early. Then they looked up and D was piloting the ship. And they said, when did that when did when did that happen? Yeah, but 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 didn't that happen when Austin started being swayed by Drew in his pants? And he just, like, he started falling for her a little bit. There was a relationship that was starting. And that yeah. impeded the Drew and, and Austin relationship. And, again, that was all all, all D. Why? Because she ain't with Austin right now. She's with uh, somebody else. I don't know that she's with anybody, actually. I don't know well, what her no, relationship is. I, I, I so fully agree with Kylie. And the only question I have is, would she have lost jury votes if she wasn't as likable as she is? Because I wonder if if a person could win the game of Survivor anymore by not being likable. Yeah, you couldn't win before by not being likable. 
Well, you could win no, my point anyway. is yes, you could win before by not being likable, but can you today? Who who won from not being likable? Richard Hatch. So Richard Hatch in season one. When no one who had a game go through a lot more. I'm sure we could go through a lot more. That was the first yeah. one on our list. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I think you can. Russell, Russell Hans doesn't win because he's not likable. So if D did all the things Russell Hans did, would D win or lose? Lose. Probably lose because I think it's even less becoming of a woman that acts like Russell. Well, I, I think that's a little bit of my point of D had this really interesting ability of be a boss and not be called the B word. Yeah, like I think she literally big toed that line. Ugh, and I hate feet. <laughs> you know, she balanced it well in that she was a boss bitch, but emphasis on the boss and not on the bitch. Yeah. All right, that's enough about okay. that though. We've got a lot of people to get through. Um, I thought 45 was a fun season. Hopeful for 46. We're gonna go through this by tribes. First up, we have the Yanu tribe that will be wearing Purple. Purple Yanu. So from first glance, I don't have super high hopes for this tribe. I, I think they are going to finish middle of the pack at best most of the time. Yes, yeah, so this is actually the tribe that I think we could see at travel a lot. Yeah. Samesies. Yeah, but, but there's also a few really large personalities in this tribe, and it will be interesting to see how they actually play together. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of big personalities, period, and that is something I want to talk about. Um, so for reference, the 46 cast got to see the end of 44. Um, so they did see Jam Jam win and flew out like two or three days later. So, I mean, it was like very, very fresh Jam Jam winning. And so, um, with our discussion tonight, I do want to keep that in mind a little bit of the influence of the Tika three and Jam Jam in particular, because That's there's some really good point. things I'd like to discuss with that. All right. So first up, we have Banu Gopal. I'm so sorry if I butcher your names. Um, especially last names, first names I got, Banu. Um, he is 41. He is from Acton, Massachusetts, and he is an IT quality analysis. I have no fucking clue what that means. Analyst. Uh, well, anyway, typo, no big deal. It doesn't matter. It doesn't change the fact I still don't know what he does. Um, uh, so he makes sure he works in the IT department, makes sure everything's running great. Sounds like that's literally it. All right. So, Kevin, give us some info here on Banu. Well, Banu here. Um, they asked him how would friends describe him. He said, My friends have often called me adaptable, independent because I've lived alone in many different cities. They also tell me I'm emotional both in how I express myself, but also because of my great ability to listen and support my friends with what they're going through. I'm always there for my friends. Um, I think Banu might mistake these, these, these people as friends, and they are not. They are in your way for a million dollars, Banu. He also yeah. said that he would play the game most like John Cochran. And I don't know if he knows this. John Cochran was not very well liked by his tribe in the first season. And then Cochran comes back in an all-star season. 
and he drops the they drop the John. He just becomes Cochrane, and <laughs> he was able to really body the game. So I don't know what the plan is here personally. If Cochrane is the yeah, if so I mean I think that's interesting that he says Cochrane because um, I listened to all of the uh, R hat interviews with Mike Bloom and the person that he continuously talked about was Spencer Bledsoe and he was like Spencer was great Spencer should have won Tyson should have won so I mean like maybe he's anti-Tony because um you know he's uh because he said that Tyson was the true winner of Winners at War I was like I don't think we watched the same television show um but Tyson's a great winner but <laughs> Tyson shouldn't have won Winners at War um but being in the final three uh, Natalie and Michelle. <laughs> yeah, I was saying he wasn't even in the final three. Yeah, and nowhere close. So really interesting take. Um, I, but well, he is a little bit newer in to Survivor in that he started watching it called on. So like Spencer is like, you know, that's that's where he's at. I think that if I am some of the other tribe members, I look at Banu and say, you know what, you want friendship. Let's make some friendship and then take him all the way till the end because he can't win. I like I, like he is I'm sa sadly not a winner pick for me. Maybe I'm I'm foreshadowing the future, but this guy, I don't think I, I think he might think he's going to summer camp and not survivor. And that's gonna be a problem. However, he's a great number to have. He's not going to be out first. He's obviously going to be physically stronger than most of the people in this tribe. So he's going to be here for a while. But I would keep him around because he's a loyal number. Yeah. Um, so Banu, like his excitement and like his energy was contagious. Like you just wanted to listen to him talk. Like he's very, very excited to play the game. But the two things that were kind of red flags to me for Banu is he's 41, which is not that old, but he says that he thought everybody looked like they were high school age, like 18 to 22. And I'm like, my guy, that is not good. If you think every single person, because he's not the oldest person on the cast and there's not a whole lot that are older than him, but I'm like, Ooh, and um, he does not think he does not think that he can lie and is very concerned about being shown in a bad light, like reflecting on his culture um, because we haven't seen a lot of Middle Eastern men. And he He's just does not, you know, does not want that. To reflect that, that is a huge, that is a huge, that's a huge weight to carry on your shoulder. Mm -hmm. It is, like, it is. It's a yeah, large piece to put on yourself. There, there's several people that mention that. and But in contrast, we're going to talk about at the very, very end, Venus. And she contrasts it completely different. And I know this is kind of skipping ahead, but it's really not that that relevant to her. Oh, she doesn't give a shit. She wants she, to win. Says, the I'm, bad you know, I'm one Persian woman. Like, the responsibility is not on me. So I'm just one one aspect. And yeah. so, you know, hopefully Banu can play the game without having to worry about that too much. But I'm a little worried for Banu. Okay. Any other so, last thoughts? Just like we did before, I've broken out the book. There's a book. Shield. Same. Does Banu make the merch? Yeah. You say yeah. yes. Potential no, depending on how many times this tribe goes to tribal. But if he doesn't 
Yes, I think he's going to last. Merge. Kylie. No. Does Banu make the merge? No for Kylie. And I am going to say no as well. Wow. Okay, we're off. We're back, baby. We're off to a great start. All right. Next up, David Jelinski, a.k.a. Jelinski. He's pulling the last name here before he ever gets on the show. He is 22 years old. He is from Las Vegas and um, very stereotypical. He is a slot machine salesman. Hold on now. (laughs) Give me a hold on. Excuse me. Very stereotypical. I live in Las Vegas. Have I sold slot machines? No. Yes. Our podcast partner. Not when you're a salesperson. But you not a not slot machine stereotypical Vegas. I don't know what to tell you. Shantae, who has been on this podcast, and so has CJ. Both of them live in Las Vegas. Neither one of them sell slot okay. machines. Okay. But have you all used I can name machine? three people off the top of my head that we have seen on Big Brother or Survivor from Vegas. Rachel Riley, Daniel mm-hmm. Burston, and Jelinski. Yep. A showgirl? An Elvis impersonator and a slot machine salesman. So they like to check those stereotypes. What about Rock Troy Bailey? I don't know him. You don't don't know Rock Troy? You don't know Rock Troy? We forgot about Rock Troy. It was a bad time. He's he's, (laughs) unforgettable. He's smashed the thing. Let's talk about Jelinski. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jelinski. Kevin, give us some info on Jelinski. So David Jelinski, 22 years old, lives in Las Vegas, as Kylie said. Um, one of his most proudest accomplishments is that he would say his literature academic achievements are his proudest accomplishments. Um, another, another risk that he has taken in his life he dropped out for one year after high school was a risk that has paid off so far. Dropping out for one year after high school. So he took, I guess, a gap year. That's a risk? That. Since when is that a risk? That's what he said, Sheldon. Um, a man who traveled all the way from India to the United States to make a life better for himself, probably without family, without money, and this guy took a year off. That's the risk? Hey, yes. we don't judge people here. We're For his friends, though, his friends describe him. His closest friends will say that David Jelinski thinks he knows everything. He is too smart for his own good. Growing up, he was a hothead and would argue with you until you gave in and told him he was right. But he has matured a lot over the years and understands when he should concede in an argument. He always lends an ear and an open heart when you need it. And he always fair. offers the best advice he can. I think. Let me say this real quick. When Jelinski played, he was 21 years old. 21 year olds are not grown ups yet. And so I would like to contradict that statement of him being a grown up. I, I, I am hoping to meet young Jelinski here. A friend of mine was a professor of his at one point or another. Wow. And so, not um, that gap year. Was it me? It was not you, Sheldon. He was. Okay. He lives in Las Vegas. Right. But I'll uh, take friend, it <laughs> I like how Sheldon goes. All right. Well, if you say so, like <laughs> that was not me. I guess. Okay. Um, so yeah. So Jelinski is interesting because he is young. He doesn't necessarily look like he is twenty-two years old. Um, 
And my guy has a deep voice. Think Will Wall. He sounds like a grown man. So is that your deep voice impression? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sounds more like a deep. deep? Yeah. Um, he's the youngest person on the season, but um, I don't think you necessarily get that vibe that he is the youngest. He's a salesperson. Salespeople don't give that vibe. They're overconfident. Listen, I think Jelinski is a problem. He's People are going to hate him, despise him. He's going to find idols. He's going to win competitions, and that's what's going to keep him in this game. But people are going to hate, as you have here, his arrogance. Um, I don't know about that. I don't I, know that they're going to. I think, I think that is a bold statement to say that he's I'm pretty fucking bold. Hated or disliked. Um, I think the kid is going to uh, come through and then people are going to enjoy his personality because he's young, he's a Swifty, um, he was a theater kid. Uh, I think I think he's going to be able to entertain. And then, I don't know, you, you make a face. You didn't know he was a theater kid, Kylie? No, I made the face with the Swifty because I didn't think it was him. I think I thought Charlie was the Swifty. No, he's a Swifty. No. He's you a Swifty on the cast, so watch dance out. Dance professional ballroom for two years when he was between eight and ten, and offered a ballet scholarship. My guy here has multi-talented, yeah, multi-dimensional. So, so, um, being the exact opposite of you two, I have like over-prepared because I listened to all the interviews, but then I was like, okay, I, I kind of forgot some of these that I listened to at the beginning, so I'm going to go back and re-listen to them again. And I thought that I did not like him. And then when I re-listened to his interview today, I did a she little about it. She didn't like I kind of, I kind of like him. Um, really, really easygoing. He's, even though he's young, he has a lot of life experience. Like he says that he grew up, both of his parents were addicts. Um, so that is why he identifies with Carolyn, like seeing someone that has overcome what she has. Um, not necessarily that he's going to play like Carolyn, but that he just personally identifies with her. Uh, but like his dad got raided by the FBI. Like he's been through some shit. And so um, he's young, but he's also, and now he is pursuing two degrees. So he dropped out for a year and decided to double up on the degrees. Look, look, this guy's not dumb. And I have a feeling this guy's probably in life going to be a pretty big success because he's a hustler, like a hundred percent. But I like my sense is he might be a little bit of a labradoodle and he's going to jump into the game running when he needs to sit back, relax and focus on relationships. I think his only saving grace for me is if he chills a bit and he actually shows people his happy, go lucky, positive kid side and lets that win people over. But I, I have a weird feeling he can't control himself. Okay. Kevin, any last thoughts on Jelinski? I'm I'm rooting for the kid. I'm excited for him. I think he has a megawatt smile. I think that he is someone that's going to be able to blend in. I think he makes merch. Sheldon. Um, I, I think, think he makes the merch. I think he makes merch too. I agree. Perfect. Across the board, Jelinski. Mm -hmm. Okay. Moving on. Jess Chong. Jess is 37 years old. She currently resides in San Francisco, California, but I believe she has also been one that has bounced around. Like 
I think she lived in Canada. She's also lived in Hong Kong and now she is in San Francisco. Um, and she is a software engineer. And yeah, I have a lot of thoughts about Jess, but Kevin, give us some more info on her. I would love to. So for Jess here, as you said, she lives in San Francisco. She has the um, the software, the, the, the technology background. She considers herself empathetic, tenacious, smart, a social butterfly. Um, something that you would never know from looking at her. She has an identical twin. Wow. She played rugby in college. She types 140 words per minute, which is something that's pretty cool. And for her friend, um, the risk she has taken in her life to make a change for the better, even if the outcome was wasn't planned. She said, when I was 24, I quit two entry-level jobs in one year because I was hungry to learn and earn more. I started my own freelance web design business, and by the time I was 29, one of my freelance gigs had turned into an incredible full-time job. Before the pandemic, I made it a priority to go home once or twice a year, and in March 2021, I braved a 21-day hotel quarantine to spend time with them them being, I'm assuming, her family. In China, I'm assuming. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, cool. Okay. So what are your thoughts from the first looks and from hearing that? Um, I would like to start a startup with her because she's definitely going to be a good software engineer. But the truth <laughs> is I didn't get a sense of anything from her. I, I feel like she might be a really strategic player. Yeah, not. I don't I don't think so at all. Um I don't get so anything. She she's kind of like a little enigma to me. Um because I once again like I had one thought of her in my mind and then when I went back and listened to her interview again today, I was like, okay, nope, I don't know her. Um she said that she was just diagnosed with ADHD and I think that explains a lot. She's kind of all over the place in her interview with Mike. Um really bubbly, really energetic. Um, she identifies with Gabby, Marianne, and Carolyn. And I think all three of those are very good comparisons. Like, I think she has spades of personality. Um, I, I'm confused, to be honest, about her. So I, I don't know. Here's the first one that I really want to bring it in on. Having just watched the Tika three make final four together and jam jam ultimately win are people with big bubbly personalities already at a deficit no <laughs> like no and i think the reason is most of this cast is a big bubbly personality and especially the way survivor works where you need to keep strong players around in the first part of the game. So, you know, like what if they're a strong player and they have a big bubbly personality and then you're too far in and too far deep with them by the time you get to merge. So I don't think so. I really don't. And I also think that if they have a big bubbly personality, that's I think what we think about on what we see on TV. You're also with them 24 hours a day, right? And but they I mean, have the ability to turn that off. Seen, and the two people that are definite, well, three people 
get more comparisons than anybody else. Like somebody you identify with, Marianne, Carolyn, and Jam Jam. Like those three names are just continuously brought up in these um, interviews. And so with them, like those three of those people being top of mind, you know, do you see some of these more subdued personalities like Jalinski's um, over here thinking, you know, like I'm, I'm a big personality, but I'm not, I'm not Jess. Jess has to. Here's, here's the thing: Jess is 37. She's more akin to Manu in terms of age than Jalinski so far. Um, I think her being quieter, she may be a little intimidated by. I don't think she's gonna be quiet. Interesting. I mean, she, no, Mm -mm, I don't, I don't think she's going to be quiet. Software person, um, starting her own startup. I, I, I I read a little bit more reserved, more calculated. (laughs) And I think that's, I think that is part of why I was like, okay, I'm confused. I'm a little confused by Jess because I think what you read on paper doesn't match the personality. Um, she, I, I'm on her LinkedIn. It's great. So, <laughs> Tell me some stuff on her LinkedIn, Sheldon. Well, she went to Vassar uh, okay. with a BA in geography before she became a software engineer, which is really interesting. Tons of engineering jobs. She moved up. Like, she knows what she's doing. Oh, yeah. She's she's sharp. Um, and she's from Toronto, so I can't say bad things about her. <laughs> if you are going to ask me merge or pre-merge, pre-merge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. I think it's an easy vote out. I agree. I have pre-merge for her as well. And I agree. Okay, you also pre-merge. Yeah, that's rough. Um, if you got us, if you got her in the chat and you're here and you think we're wrong, let us know. Let us know what yeah. you're feeling and what you're thinking. Because uh for Jess, yeah, I'm thinking I'm thinking pre-merge. Yeah. Pre-merge vibes. Oh, okay. uh, I'm, Next straight. I'm straight. I think I'm straight. <laughs> Next up is Kenzie Petty. She is 29 years old. She is from Charlotte, North Carolina, and she is a salon owner. Uh-huh. Okay. Originally from Gibraltar, Michigan. I'm going to go ahead and raise the question again. Do we think that, and she is not going to change her occupation. She is going to say what she is. Um, Literally fresh on the heels of the Jam Jam win, who is also a salon owner. Do you think that raises any concerns for Kim? No. Who's also a very big personality. At no point would I be like, gotta get salon owners out. Gotta get salon owners out. They're people we gotta be worried about. Did you see? Her? Did you hear her occupation? She owned a salon. Salon owner is not lawyer. Yes. Is the salon owner the new salesman? No. No. Not even close. Not even kinda. No. No, Kylie. Go back to Texas. It's, it's the it's the 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 lawyer, the salesman, the doctor. Those those jobs they have a certain set of skills that you would attribute. To these kind of games, uh, salon so owners. Start. Why? I mean, you know, it would be interesting. Uh, that is obviously the 
perception, but it'd be interesting to actually look at occupations because I think, um, I mean, I personally don't think that you need to lie about her occupation. I was just presenting the question to y'all. Um, but I think a job where you, I mean, yes, you get, you're cutting somebody's hair, but ultimately like if I'm going to go to a salon and I'm going to spend two hours getting my hair done, like I want it to be somebody that I can talk to. And that is interesting. I mean, they have to be able to talk to literally every single person that walks through the door and be able to carry on an engaging conversation that makes people want to come back to them. I think you're absolutely right. The only thing is, I don't think people spend, I don't think anybody on that island is thinking, oh, it's a salon owner. Like, I don't think that can no, not be actually so. going to be I thing. would love to see some type of um, breakdown of um, careers and success. Well, when you think salesman, when you think um, lawyer, you think that they lie easy. Slimy. No, not I, that's not what I think at all. I actually think they're a critical thinker and have the ability to develop strong arguments. And because of that, they can steer the game the way they want to go. I think both those fit. I think both those fit. Um, when you think salon owner, friend. Yeah. That, that That's it. Friendly. So, I mean, it says right there, socially savvy. Uh, those are the things that you think of when you hear salon owner, which is why that is not a threatening occupation. Um, for her, something that you would never know looking at her, she's savage in Catan. So she loves that game. She'd be slaying. She'd be doing what she got to do. Now, for what her friend would describe her, she's, I literally asked one of them, and this is what they said. She is resilient, resourceful, driven, self-sufficient, adventurous. You know what you want, and you make it happen. She's forgiving, caring, reliable, fun, smart. You're inspiring. You build people up. It's a lot of nice things her friend said about her. Yeah, that's but that's from a friend. I think if you want to get a true depiction of who you are, you should probably ask someone that isn't your friend. Um, yeah. Obviously, your friend's going to say really great things about you. Um, but in all seriousness, I see those traits from her. Um, very bubbly. Seems like she's got her shit together, too. Um, she identifies, she mentioned, like, several um, of the big survivor women names. Carolyn, Cassidy, Amanda, Andrea. Um, really identifies with that strong female persona. So go on, Kinsey. Um, she's going to play up being dumb and just just a dumb little salon owner. So here's like, I think this lady could go far. In some ways, I think that she reminds me of a nice parvity. There is a mischievousness and a deviousness, but with the biggest smile ever. And that's dangerous. I think this lady could go really far. Okay. Um, I, I like her smile. <laughs> I like her relaxed demeanor. Um, they had her do the pose with the one hand on the hip while she's looking out there and the wind blowing. I like that. 
Um, I think she's going to do well. I don't know about like a showman's type situation, but I think she's going to be a little flirty. Like she said, a, a dangerous, a m- little bit more dangerous parv, um, a new age poverty. Okay, we'll see. All I, right. just spilled, I just spilled my Coke all over my... Uh... I mean, Sheldon is excited about Kenzie. All right. Oh, wait, is she making the merch? Oh, yeah. I say no. yes, too. Kylie? Um, Kylie's saying no. I can, tell, I can feel it in her voice. Gosh. I, I think yes. You're, what, you're afraid that she's going to be too much of a of a salon? I think it's a lot on her. Also, she calls herself a blabber mouth. And I guess a salon on her. I'm a little I'm a little worried about her. I'm a little worried, but I think yes, she will make the merge. All right. So we got we're on to the yeah, uh, Kevin, next. what do you say yes? Yes, I also say yes. I think that she is going to be well liked and is going to be able to be enough for her to be able to get through and squeak through the cracks. All right. Next up, Q Burdett. Um, Q is 29 years old. He is from Memphis, Tennessee, and he is a real estate agent. And he is a southern gentleman. All right. Kevin, tell us a little bit more about Q. All right. So we got Q here. He's a real estate agent. He formerly played D1 football. He has a bunch of uh, siblings, which is um, an interesting thing for him. Um, I think it's interesting that his name is Q. In all honesty, it's like that's a letter. You know, his real name is, I think it was Quintavious, but he goes back. Ah, here. Quintavious. Got it. Um, he started taking risks early in life, he said. He was one of 17 kids, so you have to take risks in that kind of situation. His biggest risk that he changed his life for the better would be quitting his job to start his career in real estate. Um, some of his hobbies include fishing, four-wheeling, jet skis, and building Houses. The thing I don't love for him is uh, a man, okay. Well, the thing I don't love about him is he says, What past play survivor players would you play the game most like? And he said bits and pieces from a lot of players. Um, yeah, and so in the interviews I listened with, he says Jeremy, like he's very big on Jeremy, like having an honorable profession and being a family man and, you know, being vulnerable about having a child that he just really, really identifies with Jeremy. Um, Seems like he has a lot of, he has a lot of respect and he's kind of like real big on honor. So like he makes comments of he would target someone if he found out they purposely threw a challenge and that he would, Uh he would black out before he gave out in a challenge. Listen, so, I, I, our man is, is a competitor. Go ahead and sign him up for the Challenge USA. Yeah, I, he's 29, perfect age for the challenge. Uh, I'm not a fan of someone that's going to kick someone, get rid of someone just because they threw a challenge. Sometimes that's necessary. This is a social strategy game, first and foremost. So sometimes the social strategy calls for someone to need to go home 
it, yeah. it be what it be, Q. But if you are playing like that, then you can be gone. Now, Tracy, though, Tracy said that this is her winner pick. Wow. And I think that's huge right here. What, Tracy, tell us in the chat why. I'm really interested. Sheldon, what are your thoughts on Q? Yeah, I um, one of the things that stood out to me is he said, I was looking for a career, and then somebody said I, I to go into real estate, and then two days later I started school. So I'm really afraid that he's going to be extremely erratic and spontaneous, not strategic, not well thought, and that's going to be dangerous. You yeah. can't win the game of Survivor by just thinking about right now. You have to think yesterday, right now, and six steps ahead. And so um, another thing that he says is like that he could make a million in a few days at home selling real estate. Every and real so, estate agent does that, but none of them are making a million. So I don't know. Well, not none of them, but most I don't know, of them. Not, not a lot of them. I don't know what he's bringing home, but he says that he can do that at home. So he is out here to play survivor. He's going to take risks. He's going to make big moves because it's almost like jump change to him. <laughs> uh, I find that crap. I, I don't believe that. <laughs> he's in, he's I, I mean, that's it. He is a go-getter. That's the word I would use. Go-getter. All right. Any other thoughts on Q? Uh, you, Kylie, you you've done a you've done a deep dive on Q. Give give me your impressions on what you were hearing think, about him. I know you listen to times. Q, <laughs> I forgot about this. This last bullet point. He plans to win challenges from seven to fire. <laughs> he said if they let him get to the top ten, he is going to win, and that he can guarantee two people from his tribe are going to make the end. Like he is so 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 focused on the competition aspect. Um, you know, he's, that's what he's here to do. Like I said, sign him up for the challenge USA. Um, do I think that his tribe can get rid of him? Absolutely not. Um, I think Q is a good potential for like a mergatory boot or first time he's available post-merge. Um, mm -hmm. Do you think there's going to be some personality clashes between Jelinski and Q? No. no. I think they're going to link up. So. You think they're too similar? No. I don't think they're similar at all. I think I think Q has the physical and Jelinski has the social strategy part. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Jelinski is going to be very strategic and I think Q is going to be um Jonathan. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mhm. Mm Interesting. I think Jonathan is a very apt comparison. Yeah. Cool. All right. So very apt. Any more thoughts on Q? I'm taking That's him. As, I'm taking him as uh, pre-merge. Wow. You do not think he makes the merge, Kylie? Does he make the merge? Yes. I also think he makes the merge. In the day and age that we're at, where you have a tribe of six, I don't think you can get rid of Q. I'm going to go out on a limb and say pre. Okay, I love okay. that. Oh. Next up, Tiffany, Tiffany is 33 years old. She is from Elizabeth, New Jersey, and she is an artist. And her little outfit is reflecting that. I think it's so cute. Okay, so Kevin, give us some more deets on our girl, Tiffany. So Tiffany here. Artist 33. She is curious, passionate, and artistic. 
Her friends would say that she lives in a land of rainbows and unicorns, which pretty much means I lack situational awareness sometimes and see things from a rose-colored lens even when I shouldn't. I do disagree, though. LOL. Uh, I'm a habitual procrastinator. My friends also know that I'm deeply get dedicated to and passionate about the things and people I love. I have absolutely no filter. This sometimes gets me in trouble. I'm usually the life of the party. Everything I just read there about her tells me that she's going to be going home early. Every single thing that she read. Uh, her friend said that she lives in the land of rainbows and unicorns. So she doesn't have great situational awareness. Without the great situational awareness, she won't even see it coming. She sees things with rose-colored glasses. So by seeing them with rose-colored glasses, she's always going to be looking for a different point of view on what she's seeing, which is not going to be good for what she's doing out here. Um, she's a habitual procrastinator. We got to build the shelter, or we don't. Whatever. Whatever we're doing, <laughs> you got to be ready to go. And her having no filter means she's going to tell Q about himself and that's not going to be good for her situation. Um, this is what I think is not a good move to stick around. Tracy in the chat says that she thinks she's out first. I don't disagree. I wouldn't be surprised she, if she's out first because she pulls herself. She's going to be out first in her tribe. I don't know if they go immediately. But at least if they do, she's the first one out. If not first one out, she'll be first out in her tribe for sure. I am out. Yeah. yeah, she's not here for a long while. You know, the only potential saving grace is we see her crying because there's too much sand in her coochie. No, she's not good. Like, and too then, much sand in her coochie. Yeah, I said Come that. On, I said that. I, I don't even know what a coochie is. I haven't been to one in a while. But, <laughs> but and then we see her persevere and have this story. Yeah, that's not happening. That I'm, I'm trying to make something up. Yeah, she might quit. She's not good. <laughs> Here, Sheldon's hot take is that Tiffany is the new Hannah Rose. Um, yeah. All right. So there were, I like, so I agree. I agree with all of the things y'all have said. I don't think she's going to quit. But there are some things that she said that I like. Like, I, she said she does not want to play a whack-ass, scared-ass game. And, you know, that everybody says you only get one chance to play Survivor, and so she is going to take full advantage of that. And her Survivor hot take is that people need to shut the fuck up. So when you find out that you have an idol, don't go and tell everybody. And I was like, yes, preach queen. Um, so there are some things that I agree with her on. However, I don't think she can execute you're, I forgot your team. Tell no one. Um, yeah, sure. I mean, it's easy for her to say, but she's going to be needed. If she were to find something, she's going to need it to build trust. Because I don't think that there's going to be a bunch of people that's out there clamoring to work with her from what, based on how she's been portrayed by her friends and whatnot. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't foresee that. I also. It also, I also read that she's a bit of a gambler. She likes to play the lottery. She likes to take chances. If she is the one that's sent 
to one of the first adventures, missions, whatever the heck they're called. She won't be able to come back and not lie about what she does, and they'll see right through her. Like, I don't know. She's first out. Poor, poor Tiffany. <laughs> All right. I think this one's a consensus, but let's make it official. It's pre. a me dog. It's a pre. Uh, it's pre for me. I also have her as my first out as well. Shouts to Tracy in the chat. Um, All right. She is not my first out because my first out will be coming up next on the next tribe. That is Sheldon, our. Sheldon, do you have her as a first out? Uh, yeah. I think the tribe is just not strong enough, so likelihood is this tribe goes to tribal, which means she'll be first out. All right. One last look here at the Yanu tribe. We're all, I think, pretty much in agreement that Tiffany is probably the first out. If not, then I think there's a chance that Jess could be, like if her personality is being a bit much. Um I think it's maybe a toss-up between those two. I'm gonna I say this is hilarious. I'm gonna say something bad. I'm looking at the six of them, and I'm like, I'm I'm looking at you. I still think you're forgettable, and I'm looking, like I feel like this is a forgettable tribe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was gonna say that this tribe looks nothing like their individual photos. <laughs> yeah. Jelinski literally does not look like the same. He looks like a nerd. Jelinski became a nerd. He looks Where like. All right. What happened? To Moving you? on to our second tribe. This is ah. the Sega tribe, and the Sega tribe will be wearing green. First thoughts on Sega. Um, we are going to get into my personal pick for first boot um, <laughs> from the Sega tribe. Um, I think this Sega tribe looks like they could. They could do some puzzles. You know what I'm saying? I feel like they could do some puzzles. <laughs> they could get some puzzles done. First glance at Sega. Um, I'm looking here. I see like I see like nerds and nerds galore. I think I, I think there's like six nerds here. Literally, literally six nerds. So they just gotta like get to the puzzle, and then boom. Maybe they the can like here. finish second a lot. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. First up, Ben Katzman, 31 years Nerd. old. Nerd. it. From Miami, Florida, he Whoops. is a musician slash teacher. And ladies and gentlemen, my first boot. <laughs> Let's get into Ben. Can we, look, let me let me talk about Ben. Hold on, before we say anything, can we all agree that he looks a bit like John Travolta? He looks a bit like no, yeah. the creepy guy who you're like, maybe he should be in jail. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't leave him with my nephew. Maybe, I, I don't know. I got when I see Ben, I got a lot of Fred Armisen. <laughs> I wish Fred Armisen. Kylie, stop laughing. These oh, are man. what I got. This is what I got from him. My All right. Just had his well, um, <laughs> Shut him, jump into it. Ben is 31. He is now a musician slash teacher. He said that he had a quarter life crisis where he gave up the very success, <laughs> the very successful record company that he was running from his dorm room. Um, I'm not going to call him on it, y'all. I don't know. Maybe it was really successful. I don't know. I don't know. 
okay? Um, and so now he said that he is literally like Jack Black's character from School of Rock. Okay, so that Ooh. is who Ben is. Um, ben has a lot of personality. Somebody uh, else talk. Yeah, can I just say, he does have a lot of personality. And so did Carolyn. The difference is I liked her personality. Tracy says in the chat, does he have his overalls on backwards? He so. might. Chris he Cross. Might. I, he, he's never been on a farm, Tracy. He Neither have I, for that matter, so I shouldn't be shitting on him. But uh, this guy it might be one of the most annoying people I've come to on my screen on Survivor ever. Um, I think he has no idea about he's, how he's going to be perceived, or maybe he doesn't give us crap. Um, I think he might have to stick around, Kylie, and he might not be the first boot because maybe he could pull and tug and lift and do some things better than someone else. But everyone's going to hate him. Damn, Sheldon. <laughs> and that was the nicest thing I could say. Um, he He's a bit zen also, a little bit too. Um, His favorite hobbies, playing guitar, doodling, and chilling hard at the beach. Not not yeah. soft at the beach. So, y'all, he, he's very big on his own verbiage. Um, so he has pinned the term shreditating because he's an artist. And he shreds on the guitar, but he's also zen. Shreditating. That annoys the actual shit out of me. Okay, I dislike Ben. <laughs> I dislike him, that, y'all. That, that's rude. Okay. You said that he looks like a child molester. No, 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 no. Whoa, whoa, I did whoa, not whoa. say that. He did not I, say child molester. I, I said I don't. He might end up in jail because I don't want him around my nephews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he said. He didn't. That's say very child. different. <laughs> I don't know how different, but it's very <laughs> different. <laughs> Okay, that's horrible. He's probably a nice guy and is going to win. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, what do you think about this, this Mr. Katzman? Well, since we you didn't say anything else about him other than talking to mess, uh, he quit running his independent record label at 25 just as success was starting to come in. Bands I produced were in big festivals, magazines, touring the world, but I didn't like who I'd become. After hustling for years, living out of my suitcase and chasing dreams with no money to my name, I became a person more concerned with status and appearance than someone who loved what I did. I risked quitting my newfound success to be happy and fall in love with life again. Can you get one person he wants to play like? Yeah, I, I can read it if you want, but no, I... I... Yeah, no. He, Cody, he like Cody, I, I didn't even see. So he wants to play like Cody. I didn't even read Cody before I already knew he wanted to play like Cody, right? Based on him saying he wanted to fall back in love with life and yada, yada, yada. Cody was the obvious answer. He also said Nick Wilson. So he has a future career in politics. Uh, You know, questionable. Um, Nick is not very well liked right now. But... Well, his constituents liked him well enough. <laughs> this is true. Uh, 
People assume that he's a laid back surfer dude, but I think I'm more emotionally intelligent than most people give me credit for. I can read a room and find awareness in most situations while still carrying on being my regular, goofy, fun, loving self. Uh, pre-merge. I was about to ask that. I'm, I'm also on the pre-merge bandwagon. Uh, Kylie said first out for her. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Charlie Davis. Look at this sweet little baby. Charlie Davis. Sweet little baby. He's 26 years old from Boston. He is a law student. I feel like we've been here before. Yes, we have. Uh, very, very recently. Um, yeah, this is Charlie. Kevin, give us some more deets on Charlie. Charlie, his biggest accomplishment was being elected varsity cross-country captain twice. I was a walk-on, and in college, I entered my, sar my sacrum, right femur, left femur, and right tibia by running. But I used my other skills to turn the team into one of the best teams in the NCAA. So he was, that was one of his accomplishments. He is a funny, goofy, intelligent, charismatic, charming, strategic, competitive, weird, definitely a nerd, has his moments though, kind of friend according to his friends. Now, now more importantly, do we like his shirt? I like his shirt. It's fine. I wouldn't wear it. I wouldn't wear it, but I like it on him. I'm like, I would, say, right? I would say this. I like his shirt about as much as I like him. Wow. Did you not hear up? I said when I said he entered his sacrum, his right femur, his left femur, and his right tibia all while running, and yet he still powered his team to being one of the best in the NCAA. His cross-country team. My guy runs. He runs and runs and runs and runs like Forrest. How can you not like that, Kylie? No, I said he's fine. The shirt's fine. Charlie's fine. So here is my hot take of this cast. I do think that we are going to see a more bland personality win. Um, I think the fact that they are so closely on the heels of the Tika three, I think a lot of the big personalities are going to be in trouble. And I think somebody like a Charlie that has like a good head on his shoulders, a good mind for the game. Like he is a newer survivor fan, but he has fully immersed himself into the community. He's going to brass and win events. He said that in addition to like doing his law school work, that he was consuming 10 hours a week of podcasts, talking about strategy, listening to winter stuff, which is something else that D did last season. Um, and he identifies with Natalie and Christian. I'm like, you know, that's kind of kind of a good hybrid of somebody that's really good and tenacious in Natalie and just this really fun, smart, charismatic person in Christian. Um, and one of the things that he wants to do is he wants to use tribal as a weapon. So he said, like, if Jeff asks a question like, oh, well, you know, da, 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 he wants to throw it on another person, get them to name names. Um, I don't know. I think he's got a good head on his shoulders to win. Is he just like, does he pop off the screen? No, I think he's fine, but I think he has a good chance to win. Yeah, look, I, 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 
I, I agree with a lot of what you said. I think he's more than fine. I looked at him. He looks great. Um, but here, my question is always with these nerdy nerds, because I do think he's a nerdy nerd plus an athlete that has significant high, high endurance, is can they take what they learn in the classroom and bring it out in the game? I feel he will be able to, and I think his legal training will support him in doing that. I think, I think on paper he is a good example of what a good survivor player should have in terms of skills. But on paper, it doesn't always work out in reality. I, I do see him going far. If he makes the strong connections, he doesn't backstab too much. I, I think. I think you'll have a good a good run here. Um I think that Charlie is going to be able to if, if he makes it to the merge, I think that's going to be a good move for him. He'll be able to team up with someone like a Jelinski or something of that nature, someone that's not gonna be not even not threatening, but someone that's gonna be a bigger personality than him. Um I just hope there's more to him than running. Yeah, I think there is. Um, he is going to say that he is a paralegal, which I'm like, baby, we all watch suits, and they're going to pin your ass as a lawyer from the get-go. Like, <laughs> I think if you want to lie about your profession, like you just need to take it completely off the table. But I'm like, you're, bitch, you're lying. You are, a, you are a lawyer. You are not a paralegal. He does look younger than 26, in truth. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he can have a little bit of a, I went to, like, a community college vibe. Like, I think he could pull it off. Yeah, we'll see. We will see. That's, I, uh, that's my I'm only concern with him. I'm with Sheldon. I think he looks like he could pull off uh, a, a, 18. I'm a youngster. I'm Bob was talking about when he said, this kid looks like he's a high schooler. It was Charlie, and Charlie's 26. Mm. Yeah, I can see it. All right. I can see it. Oh, does Charlie make the merch? Yes. You yeah. say yes. I say yes. Kylie says yes. Unanimous. We're pretty in lockstep right now. I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing. I wonder when we're going to start mixing it up a little bit. All right. Yeah, we need to. we need to have someone that we're just like, you're wrong. Okay, Jim Hussein David uh, Davis Adams. We literally read the wrong word. Um, she is 32 years old. She is from Chicago, and she is an international brand mentor. That is not a job. I'm sorry. That is made up. Three words they put together. Don't know. What that um, is. no, she's a she's kind of a boss bitch. Like she gives me a little bit of D vibes. Um, she no, it's a made off- up. It's a Kylie, it's a made-up word. Sheldon, go ahead. Explain how this job was made up for a 32-year-old woman who's married and seems to have come from South America. Go go ahead and tell me, Sheldon. I don't know what an international brand mentor is. It doesn't make any sense to me. Well, educate yourself, Sheldon. For her company that she works for internationally. Um, (laughs) She started off as a seasonal employee. And she was like their number one sales associate. So they hired her on full time. 
and she mm-hmm. has just progressively worked her way up through the company where after Survivor, she is going to be traveling. I think she said maybe to Europe. I can't remember to mentor other people that will be underneath her into how to be successful. Sounds like a real job to me, Sheldon. I thought that was the made up. One. Listen, I just public published a marketing textbook. I think I need to update it now. <laughs> Learn something new. Um, yeah, so that one of the interesting things is she is also a newer fan to Survivor, and she and her husband applied together, like together, together in the same video, like wanted to be on a blood versus water season, and they were like, "We want you, <laughs> not your husband." And so, she liked it. Yeah, so he's the bigger Survivor fan. They wanted Jim, though. Um, before we get too deep into really Jim Sheldon, awesome. Tracy said, uh, she, she thought that the international brand mentor was an Instagram influencer job as well. So don't worry about it, you're good, even though you guys are both wrong. <laughs> this lady, and uh, um, interestingly, two people she identifies with are Tony and Nasir. Nasir and how he grew up, because she said she also, when growing up in South America, like they didn't have a good shelter. She said that she could actually be the provider for her tribe. Like she can climb coconut trees and she can get them resources, but she is not going to because she does not want to be put into that role. And so Nasir from that aspect, but she wants to play like Tony. One thing that needs to be clear is that she something you'll never know from looking at her is that she is from South America and not Indian. I wanted to make sure that was clear because Nasir is someone that she relates to. wanted to make sure that was clear. She is South American and not Indian. She's from, she's from Guyana. So I actually think Jem is going to be great television. I think we're going to have a lot of fun with her. I have a feeling she's going to be very type A. She's going to try to run shit. Um, and I think she will probably get her way a lot of the way, a lot of the time. I don't know if she could go all the way and do that, but you know, I, I see, I see Jen around for quite a while. I think she's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to fall in love with her. I have one concern about Jim. Um, and that is that she is very, very petite. Um, I can, will continue to harp on the fact that the challenges right now in the new era are not equitable for women. Um, and not only is she petite, but she just learned how to swim a year ago because she almost drowned as a child. So I am a bit concerned if she is very weak in the challenges. That is the, my only concern. I'm like, please just get my girl to the merge and she is going to slay. But um, I'm worried about her I, getting there. I think, just like Tracy says in the chat, I think she's very beautiful. I think that she is going to, she has a great smile. She is petite, but I think that she's going to be able to harmlessly flirt with the men to stick around. I say harmlessly because I think she's going to talk about her husband, but the, the flirtations are going to be the smiles. The subtle touch on the arm, um, nothing, nothing romantic, but things that are going to make people feel good, and they're going to make 
them feel like they can trust her. So I think she makes merge. Oh, oh I think she makes merge. For, yeah, I think she makes merge. I think Kylie's point is the only thing that might stop her. But I think I think her personality will have the ability to get rid of the older player on the tribe before her. Well, too. that's why I'm like, we got to get rid of Ben to keep Jim. Okay, I think that is the sacrifice that has to be made. I have to say, I don't know anything about Guyana, Ken, but you brought it up, the point of between she's from Guyana, but she's not from India. So I just did a quick Google search. People are from Guyana ethnic groups. 43% are actually from or East Indian, and 30% are from Africa. So there might be some mix from from yeah. from, from Indian there. I, I don't know anything about Guyana, but now I have to learn. Yeah, she's. Um, I'm really, really excited about her. I am going to like cautiously say yes for her for the merge. I'm worried about her getting there. I think she has everything she needs. I'm just a little worried about the physical part of it. Um, but I haven't she has. hopes for Jim. And, and that smile, that smile. Yeah, I really, really want to see her do well. Like I think we could, I think we could see some D here, y'all. Yeah. I, I kind of get some of those vibes from her. She's sparked my my interest like i like the things that she said she's she's captivating okay sheldon merge yes yeah yeah all of us all of us should merge we're all we got it down okay moving on maria gonzalez she is 48 years old she is from dallas texas whoop, whoop, shout out texas <laughs> and she is a parent coach and she's also the oldest player of the season. So mm -hmm. 48 to 22 is our age range here. Um, Maria, better hope they don't lose twice. Kevin, yep. give us some more info on Maria. She's a parent coach. Um, after college, one well, of the risks she's taken after college and before grad school, she moved to Costa Rica to volunteer with World Teach as an English teacher. That year was one of the most transformative years of her life. Um, she learned to thrive in an environment that was vastly different from the comfort that she knew at home. Another accomplishment that she's very proud of is I have so many accomplishments that I'm incredibly proud of, but I would say birthing my three children at home on my terms without medication and without interruptions were the most empowering moments of my life. There's nothing that can compare to a woman's strength. There's nothing that can compare to a woman's strength when she gives birth and having the perseverance to do it the way I want it as an experience. I will is an experience I will never forget. I think that is cool. I think that is awesome. I think she is also going to be the second one out of this tribe. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping for. Sorry, Maria, because we just need to protect Jim at all costs. Um, so she doesn't. I mean, 48 is not old, but she doesn't even give off necessarily 48-year-old vibes. Um, she has a five-year-old child, and nothing keeps you young like having a young kid. And so... Um, My mother had me at 42, too. I don't, I don't think that her age is necessarily an issue. I just don't... Looking at the people on her tribe, I just don't see where she meshes with any of these people necessarily. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, don't, I don't, I don't have much to add. Currently. Really nice. You know, she, she could be great in challenges and that might 
give her the boost over Jim. Well, um, what, one of the things that she is really good at is untying knots. That's part of Survivor Challenges, not the biggest part, but a part. Yeah, I don't think she stands a chance, sadly. Kevin? I think there's a whole lot of horror. I, I keep on saying bad things, but like I, I don't get a sense of much from her. I, I don't know if she's going to be a strategist. I don't know if she's just there for a ride. I don't know if she's a number or not. Like I, I don't know what she is. And the way Survivor works is sadly she'll be out first or second. Yeah. So pre-merge. Um, pre-merge is definitely for me um, her, I feel like, okay, so lately we've seen a push to keep older players for a little while longer, right? Here's the problem with Maria. She doesn't look that much older. So since she doesn't look that much older. She should have called her hair gray. Yeah. She's too young looking she's for me to consider. So for me to consider keeping her for that reason, she's too young. When we lose, if she's not helping, if she's just uh, over here weaving palm fronds and untying knots, that's easy to send her home. I'm not feeling too well about Maria myself. I know that Kylie has her probably has her winner pick because she's a Texan and a mom. And like when I was reading about her giving birth to children, Kylie was over here. Preach, preacher. But yeah, go on, Maria. That's a badass. But um, no, I, she is definitely not my winner pick. I also do not have her making the merge. Um, can, can I also just say, is she boring? <laughs> like, And maybe boring is fine. Like, one of the fun facts about her is that she got lost at the Champs-Élysées in Paris. She got lost on a street in Paris when she was a kid. Like, that's a fun fact. Like... Like, I feel like there might not be as much grit in her as some of the well, other. I think she's got grit. Um, I don't think that's the right word, but. No, I don't, I don't see much maybe, grit. Maybe not quite as dynamic, but. Sure. Who knows? Um, okay, Sheldon, give us a fun fact about yourself. Go. Um, I speak four languages. Boring. Okay. <laughs> 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 what? That's, a, that's a cool thing. Kylie, <laughs> give us a fun fact about yourself. Um, I detached my retina when I ran into a wall. Okay, then that's cool. That's a fun fact. That's an interesting painful. fact. Yeah. That sounds painful. Kevin, <laughs> what's what's fun fact about you? Uh, I worked at Disneyland. That's boring. Sorry. Next. Boring. Oh, is that boring. What? I, I I worked at Silver City, Richmond Hill, in in Richmond Hill, Ontario. Yeah. Is that Disneyland? Kevin, you got you got more fun facts that you can get. I have a lot of fun facts. I play adult kickball. I that's podcast. more fun. There we go. How about These the time you people. how about the time you slept with Celine Dion before she lost her voice? <laughs> what? Right. We already knew he was gonna go off the rails here. Here is wait, our girl wait, Mariah. Wait, go back. Gainer. Go back. Go back. She is go back. before wait, wait, before we give Mariah her proper due. You are right, Kylie. Bring it, bring it back to all of us. Bring it back to all of us. We, we, we knew you. You were right. We already knew Shuttle was going to go off the rails. That was a, <laughs> that was like like we. I thought we were going. We had like a like nice little thing going here. I thought there was a segment. Just took an hour and fifteen minutes in. 
You know what I'm saying? For Sheldon to just be off the reservation. The Celine Dion. What was that? Yeah. <laughs> that I said much worse things in the last hour of a film. <laughs> yeah, he has. He has. Yeah. All right. I don't have a job. Go. Okay. Moving on from Move Maria on. to Mariah Gaynor, aka Ben's overall sister <laughs> just <kidding. laughs> she is 28 years old she is from san diego and that, i'm not gonna say it um san diego she is a program coordinator i do not know what that actually means because this is the point where i was not able to go back and finish listening to their um interviews so i don't even remember exactly what a program coordinator is but that is what mariah does Okay, so I have a question here. I have a legitimate question. Yes. Charlie runs cross country. Maria, fun fact, runs marathons. marathons. Mariah's biggest accomplishment was she completed a marathon freshman year of college. She started running to try for a half, then it grew to a full. And I'm not just proud of the pro product of completing the marathon, but the grit and determination it took to get there. Six days of running for four months straight in New York City is no joke. I felt like I spent my salary that year on energy gels and socks. Are they going to have a runner's alliance? I think there's a distinct possibility because like, that was kind of Charlie's um, personality a little bit. I think Sheldon, you hit on that. It was, I hope he's more of a run, more than a runner. But if the two of the people that he talked about specifically are Eric and Xander, who were both also runners. And so he was like, I don't mean to just talk about people that run, but that's all I've talked about. Uh, then he's going to get out there and talk about people that run. The two of them are going to be like, I've read a marathon. And he's like, Did I just meet my best friends? Yeah. And here yeah. he is. Interesting. I like that you put that together. Um, looking at my notes, I do remember Mariah, program coordinator, but she does something with the city government in San Diego um, because she said she's, you know, moved there. She's kind of an outsider. She like worked on a campaign for someone once they were elected mayor, maybe she got a position in the administration and she's like worked her way up. Um, so she does something with government work. That is what the, I mean. the thing you have here is, is nerd. Uh, um, I, I'm not saying this was a self-professed nerd from her. I did not put any of my opinions on the factoid slides. Okay. Uh, uh, Dungeons and Dragons is one of her three hobbies. She identifies with Cochrane, Franny, mm. and Gabby. So I'm like, yeah, that tracks. Dungeons and Dragons is one of her top three hobbies. Um, one of her catchphrases is, so I went ahead and made a G-sheet for that. Um, beer brewing, which is cool, is another one of her hobbies, which is also kind of like nerd stuff. I think nerd is like very apt. Mm -hmm. I think that was... Well, that she's, she's a big nerd. You know, I have to say... I do like both redheads on this cast a lot. Um, she does remind me a little bit of, of Gabby Pascuzzi, Pascuzzi, whatever, however you mm -hmm, pronounce mm -hmm. the last name. 
game. She's kind of nerdy, but I have a feeling that she is going to be a bit of a strategist. I have a feeling she might flip-flop a lot. I, I think she might be fun, and, and I don't know if she could win, but I think she's going to be there for a while, folks. Yeah. Um, so one of the things she does talk about is she's like, you know, like this is like a pipe dream. Like, I can't believe I'm actually out here in Fiji and talks about having like imposter syndrome a bit. Um, so I think that's kind of interesting that as you're heading into this game to have, you know, these feelings of like, do I, do I belong here? Um, cause I think having self doubt heading into the game is a bit concerning. And so is you, you want to know who I kind of get vibes of her from Aubrey. And, you know, we saw Aubrey, her first season struggle extremely in the first few days and is able to, you know, hold on by the skin of her teeth and goes on to be a great player. Um, you know, does Mariah have that same trajectory? I hope so, except I hope she doesn't have a Michelle beside her if she gets mm -hmm. to the end. Um, yeah, I, I, I really like Mariah. I'm pro-redheads. That's, <laughs> that's what I say about life. Kevin. Yeah, as you should be. Um, I, Kevin. I like Mariah as well. I think she makes the merge. Yeah. Yes, yep. I This is weird, y'all. I don't like it. Yep. We're it's very much in lockstep so far. Yeah. Okay. Next up, Tim Spicer. Tim is 31 years old. He is from Atlanta. He is a college coach. Um, by college coach, I don't think that means athletics. I think it's more of like a mentor-type mm. situation of getting kids – heading in the right direction of where they need to be. I think he even said like in terms of applying for college, not necessarily once they are in college. So kind of have a bit of a question mark exactly on what his career is, but I may have just misunderstood him. Um, yeah, he identifies with Jeremy, Wendell, Drea, and he wants to find more idols than Tony. And I think he wants to go buy Spicer. You know, that's nice. So we're going to talk about Tim. Um, Tim is... is you got to earn it, Tim. Nice. Sean so Spicer. Tim, with Tim here, um, there's some things that really stood out White to House. me. Some of his, you said White House. That's, I can see that. Um, Sean Spicer... Uh, um, yeah. What's it called? The speaker got person for yeah. Trump. I was like, um, the name is familiar. <laughs> Who's yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Kevin was was press secretary for Trump. Yes. Um, that's the word I was looking for. It was like short, uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, did he play Big Brother? No, 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 no. That, that, was, that was the Anthony. Melissa McCarthy played him wonderfully on SNL. Speaking of Survivor. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's get on with Tim. So for Tim. Three of his favorite hobbies are dating his wife, watching Survivor and Peaky Blinders, and exercising daily. Um, one of the things that he is most proud of. No, let's go with his biggest risk. 
One of the biggest risks was one of the most paramount risks of my life was applying to graduate school. Having worked in a nonprofit in the nonprofit sector for three years at the time, I knew I needed to enhance my background to become validated in the field of education with the potential to earn higher pay. Before driving home from Washington, D.C. every day after work, I would pass GWU, where I finally mustered up the courage to apply to graduate program. Unbeknownst to me, I would be accepted as one of six African-American males enrolling at the Graduate School of Education and Human Development in a cohort of 216 students. Um, something you'll never know about him is that he's had two eye incidents during his lifetime. During oh, his childhood, I yeah, I, I, I got a metal hanger stuck in my eye after jumping what? off the table. Everything's fine. I live to see another day. Years later, after watching my aunt administer eye drops, I too gave it a try. However, I picked up the nail glue instead of the clear eyes, glued my left eye shut, which remained closed for two weeks. The doctor said I would it would dissolve and open eventually. Everything is fine once again. I once again live to see another day. Okay, let, let me tell you what I think about this gentleman. I think Tim's uh, biggest competition in this game and the person that's going to screw him up is himself. I think he's a little bit of a Bruce. I think he's going to get an, on people's nerves. It seems that based on all of his accomplishments, everything is a big list. Uh, what's his uh, we're, uh, achieving work performance measure? Cooper, Morehouse, Parenthood. He's got this list. And I have a feeling he's going to try to run the tribe. I think he's going to tell people what to do, when to do it. And I think they're going to hate him. Yeah, I agree with a lot of that. Um, he is not the person I get the biggest Bruce vibes from that's coming up. Um, I get Roxroy Bailey vibes from this guy. Now I remember Roxroy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, don't even, I don't even get Roxroy because I think he's going to be a little more grading than Roxroy. Um, I mean, a little, a little bit of Bruce. Yeah, I think, I think there's a possibility that's there. I think Tim might be real high on himself. Yep. But in the world of this survivor, merge. You think merge? Yeah, I do. I think merge as well. I yeah, I unfortunately think merge, but he is also one that I think could be, you know, him or Q. I think we could see both of them like battling it out. To although I think if they, I think if they can link up, they may love each other. Um, yeah, but the new Danny and. Deshaun. Yeah, I think that I think that could be a possibility, but I think Tim is going to piss people off on his trap. Yeah, I think the so. New Danny think and Deshaun. <laughs> well, but but hold on, will he piss piss people off more than Katzman? More than who? Katzman. I've been vibing with them, and I think Tim is going to be way much more of an asset physically so i think tim like I, I could as i'm looking at this tribe i could actually potentially see the women come together and somehow real one of the real charlie in and get rid of the other two guys i i, I see that potentially yeah 
which might be how Jem survives. Uh, 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 I don't know. Uh, I, I think Jim's going to be fine. Um, oh, I think, yeah, I think so Jim, I can see Jim and Tim connecting. They're both married. Both love their partners. Both, both um, around the same age. I can see them just like vibing with each other because they're both attractive. So like they have eyes. Yeah, but why does that matter? You think this is why this matters? You think Tim's attractive? He's a handsome guy. So this is. He's a a handsome guy. Mm -hmm. So this is this is why this matters, Kylie. Because they're gonna have, the, they're gonna be safety, safely. Kevin, you're much better looking. Thanks, Shelly. Um, cool. I think they're gonna be safely in their relationships, but I think that they're gonna be able to talk to each other and want to be around each other, just in general, just in a general generality. And then that's they're gonna just form friendship relationship from there. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think she, I don't think Jim hangs around too much around uh, Charlie or Ben. Also, Jim doesn't have the runner vibe connection. Yeah. All right. Um, we all have a making the merge. We will see. All right. So hold on. Is this Survivor 46 runners versus versus no, builders no. versus ballers? Runners versus builders versus ballers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. One ballers. last look here at the Sega tribe. How do we think they fare? Yeah, I think we're going to be it's seeing a lot like of purple. Necessarily, just you know, you think, damn, they're gonna they're gonna run this. Say it again, I, Kylie, because y'all were talking at the same time. Oh, um, I said none of the tribes necessarily give the vibe of like they're gonna run this. No, I think the orange tribe does. We haven't got to them yet. <laughs> I think these two tribes will be swapping in and out as to who's going to tribal every week. I can see that. I concur. All right. Next up, our last tribe, our last six people. This is the Nami tribe. This is a tribe you think is going to win everything? hmm Yeah. That girl in the middle is Bones. But the guys, mm-hmm. yeah, you got two big guys, and I think the girl in the middle is Bones. Excuse me, don't be disrespectful to the Torontonian. <laughs> she is, she is Bones. Okay, she is Bones covered with skin. There's no meat in between. Very, very pretty. Okay. Let's get into these people. This is Hunter McKnight. Hunter is 28 years old. He is from French Camp, Mississippi, and he is a teacher. Um, He was going to go to medical school, but before he did, he went home and his sister was having a baby. He substituted teach, substituted taught for his sister. Yeah. And decided he could make an impact with these students. Um, he teaches kind of at like um, a school for kids that have some behavioral issues or are sent off. And so um, 
he was like, I can, I can make an impact here and gave up medical school, decided to be a teacher. And um, like a former teacher that we have seen before in Bob Crowley, we get him running Survivor. He runs, he has built challenges in his backyard, pulls off the Jeff Probst, does tribal councils, live streams it so his parents, his kids' parents can watch. And fully run survivor for his kids. Hunter is lame. <laughs> Excuse me. This sounds like something I would do. What are you trying to say? Let me tell you some things. I'm going to read you all of Hunter's stuff. All of them. Tell us. Hometown, French Camp, Mississippi. Horrible. Current residence, French Camp, Mississippi. Occupation, science teacher. Name three of your favorite hobbies. Building survivor challenges, playing any sports, camping. Three adjectives that best describe yourself. Clever, competitive, adamant. How would your friends describe you? Competitive, a bit odd, intelligent, quick-witted, maybe a little arrogant, fun, hardworking. Remember intelligent. I'm going to mention it at least three more times. What risk have you taken in your life to make a change for the better even if the outcome wasn't planned. I left a full-ride scholarship and direct admission into medical school to come back to teach in my hometown. I decided I could be more impactful teaching here. Honestly, it ended up being an awesome decision. So, what is the, so Kevin, what, what, wait, wait, the panel it, whenever it, he finishes? I have a few more. Survivor, no, I'm done. no, no, let me finish. What is the accomplishment you're most proud of? making it through all of my school without making anything less than an A. I graduated college in three and a half years. What is something you would never know looking at you? I graduated 4.0 in college. Graduated valedictorian at my high school. Lame, lame, boring, lame, lame. Okay, um, Hunter sounds like he could be best friends with us. He sounds like a huge ass survivor dork. And let's see if he wants to join the panel next year. Like, that's what I get from Hunter. No, Hunter sounds like a dude that just cares about school. Only school, all the time. All school. Um, excuse me. I, I've spent most of my life in school. Sheldon, did you did you get make all your grades with getting a anything less than a four than an A? Uh, close. Yes. Would, not always. Would that be would you consider that your greatest accomplishment? Absolutely not. Would something that no from looking at you, Sheldon, would the first thing you say that you would know is that you graduated 4.0 college? No. Would the second thing be that yes, you graduated the valedictorian <laughs> of your high school? I was a valedictorian of my elementary school. Would that be something you would mention as a something that, that no. you would know okay. by looking? So so here's my thing about him. My, so I, I think you're absolutely right based on his description of himself. I think in video. What got me is how completely arrogant he came off. <laughs> Which is really interesting because I think Kevin, like you're right, there's nothing really here. There's like, not, like, I don't know about you guys, but I did school. <laughs> Y'all, here we go. Here is our first big differing of opinion. Um, this is my guy. Wait, right Kylie, here. wait. Let's show them finish. Let's show them finish. You said he's just, yeah. arrogant. I, I just think he's extremely arrogant with not a lot to show. He seems like 
a person who this is horrible to say he hasn't struggled much in life he probably like quite smart like and 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 i don't think that's something to be upset about him about about, life lessons no he doesn't have any life lessons however i think he knows survivor um and i think he is a student of survivor and i actually will not sell him too short I, I I have a feeling, I kind of hope he becomes the villain of this season. I really, really hope so. Because that arrogance is something. And when you when you connect it with Venus, who's on his tribe, that's going to be something to watch. So when I said earlier, when we were talking about Charlie, that I think this could be the season where we see someone with a more bland personality come out on top. Hunter is who I am completely referencing. Um, You have these really fun, bubbly, crazy outgoing personalities. I think I I didn't get the arrogance from him at all. Um, He talks a lot about like identifying with JT. Um, He does have that Southern drawl. He is going to play that up that oh, you know, I'm just the good old guy. I'm going to work hard at camp. I'm going to be good in challenges. And then, like you said, he is a very big student of the game. So he wants to insulate himself with other big challenge threats because he is aware that come merge, he could be identified as a big threat. And I think if he's able to do that, I think that he has... I just think that this season is going to have someone with less personality than others win. And I think that that could be Hunter. I I will say I find him to be a very strange casting choice in the post-41. Like, he is maybe the most vanilla human I've ever met, seen on Survivor in a very long time. And it kind of is confusing to me. Yeah, he's, he's very bland. Yeah. I don't and, mean that in a bad way. And Tracy says that I hope we don't have criers this season. Well, Tracy, welcome to Survivor. Every episode is a crier. We got many criers. I'll be crying. Even I'll make Kylie cry. Everybody's crying. You can't. All right. Kevin, you've shat on him. Do you have any positives for Hunter? Um, I think he makes the merge. Yeah. yeah, and then you know he might even make the end, and nobody's gonna vote for him. Dude's wow. lame. Dude's lame. But what if he doesn't he's show up lame on the season? He's he's boring. So you what? Know, I asked you about boring. you and all you told me was school. You want to know who else was boring? Tommy Sheehan. Yes. You know who else has a million dollars? Tommy Sheehan. All right. Um, Wendell. Wendell has a million dollars. Um, D has a million dollars. Jam Jam has a million dollars. You think Wells has a million dollars? These people do. Yes, Tommy does too. But who cares? Nora wasn't great. Guess what? Boring boring people can win Survivor, is what I'm saying. Lauren should have won that season. Yeah, absolutely. She should have. Tommy did. Here you go. 
The name's spelled wrong, but we'll take it anyways. Kylie is on to something. The fantasy answer thinks that Kylie is on to something. Welcome to the chat. I hope that's fucking Hunter right there in the chat. (laughs) Hunter, if that's you, why did you just come with school? Come with something else. All right, moving on. We have Liz Wilcox. She is 35 years old from Orlando, and she is a marketing strategist. Sheldon, do you think that's made up too? No, because I, I, I used to be one. She is rocking the Shambo mullet proudly. Liz, Liz, Liz. Hold on, Liz hold on, hold on. The fa- hold on. The fantasy answer says they're not Hunter, but maybe someone else. Well, now I, I'm really interested. Well, I'm interested in the fact that if the fantasy answer is not Hunter, then they're obviously someone else. That's just how that works. (laughs) (laughs) He is either Hunter or not. What is that? It's correct. They're either Hunter or a different person. So I'm going to go back to telling you about Liz. Liz, did you know? Well, can you guess Liz's number one favorite hobby? Survivor. Nope, it's Festival. a theme that we've been doing for the last few people. Running, running, Boom. running is their number one favorite hobby. They're a built-in alliance. <laughs> if you get to, if they get to merge, that's a built-in alliance right there. They're just gonna run around the island. This is gonna be fantastic. Running, telling jokes, making money. Um, what is the accomplishment you are most? Proud of Liz for Liz. My first thought is I make my own money. But then I think it's just the fact that I truly believe in myself. There's a lot of fake confidence out there, but I truly love myself and believe in me so much. I haven't met many people like that. So that is what I'm most proud of. Um, here's the, well, the risk that she took. There was a moment in my marriage where I knew it wouldn't work. I decided to leave. No plan or cash. It was really scary, but I just had to go out on my own. It ended up being the best thing ever, and I have more now than I ever could have dreamed of. So she's, I guess, divorced, or at least she's not. Yeah, she's divorced. With kids. Um, She's divorced, and she applied for Survivor because her child, I think she said she was seven, basically dared her to apply. Like, Bet you won't. <laughs> so she applied. <laughs> and that's how she got here. And, um, you know, if you're going to shit on Hunter for his personality trait being school, well, Liz's personality trait is money. No, it's not. Because she didn't mention money seven times. Because right here uh, was something we have never no, but looking at her. I was mute until the age of seven. Had a crazy nervous tick. It would hyperventilate from nerves. Now a public speaker and the face of my company, company, would you never guess? Where that is something more than money, unlike unlike my guy, Hunter, who just talked about school. <laughs> Everything was about school and him being smart. Um, yeah, so I like Liz a lot. Um, she identifies with Jam Jam and Ty, like Ty's 
ability to have a tribe not kill a chicken whenever you have, you know, you're out there starving to death. Um, one interesting fact that she does not mention about herself, which is pretty cool, is that she has all of these um, food allergies and she like basically cannot eat anything like she can't eat eggs or fruits. And so she was like, yeah, I'm pretty much on a daily basis, like already very limited in what I can intake. So, hey, I think I'm going to be fine out here on Survivor where everybody else is going to be in shock of food scarcity. Like this is what I live with every day. I was like, I've never heard anybody talk about that before. It's kind of interesting. Um, mm -hmm. Is it a leg up for her? Something I don't understand is that she says that she's going to play the game like Russell and Sandra, but I don't see her personality. Like she is a fun loving, happy go lucky, maybe strategic. I, I don't get that. And if she is, I think she could be a lot of fun. So like, I, I have really high hopes for Liz. I, I hope she does well. And I hope we have her around. Um, I don't know if she could, anybody could ever play like Russell or Sandra anymore in Survivor. Well, and I don't think Russell and Sandra play alike, so it's interesting. One person wins and the other one doesn't. Uh, but that's fine. Anyways, um, she also her big thing is you know you always hear people talk about well I want to meet chills. Hunter basically says that. And she wants a silly shield. So she wants someone that is going to have a bigger personality than her. And Mike Bloom in his interviews is like, oh, you know, who who's caught your eye? You know, they can't talk at Ponderosa, but, you know, nonverbal communication. Who are you vibing with? And there are multiple people that get good vibes from Liz on her tribe and on other tribes. And um she specifically is like there's this one girl that i just think could be my silly shield and lucky for her that girl is on her tribe and we'll be talking to her about her in a moment and so, soda? Um, soda yes and so i think i think on a different tribe liz could be in trouble i think on the tribe she is on she has room to just kind of run wild and i think um I think she can do well. I'm going to say merge. Kevin? Uh, I say she makes the merge. I agree. Unanimous on Wilcox. Yes. Insane. We, are, we are so much in lockstep with each other tonight. Yeah, it's so weird. It I don't like it. All right. Next up, um, not going to attempt his last name because I'm going to slaughter it, is Randon. Randon is 41 years old from Orlando. I think it's Randon Montalvo. Okay, Randon Montalvo. Um, Randon is 41 from Orlando, and he is an aerospace tech. And he also is in the military. I think he is in the Air Force, and he works on aircraft. Do you know what his number one hobby of his three hobbies is running running endurance marathons <laughs> what the heck is going on that what i figured it out what they did casting they went casting went to like a tough mutter they went to a, <laughs> font and a tough mutter and they said you and you and you come with me we're let me talk to you guys about you're on survivor exactly that's what i think they happened because this is the only thing that makes sense. Go ahead, Kylie. All right. So, Randon, his family thinks he will be the first one out. 
Um, love it. I love it. Daughter I love it. That's what, that's she is up. already preparing a cake for his first one out celebration. They don't think that he is going to be able to pull it off. And so he is the, he is the one that I get more Bruce vibes from. Um, in the interviews I listened to, Mike Bloom said that he gets like a Bruce slash Roxroy vibe and Rob got, hold on, I think I wrote it down. Rob said he got Jesse vibes. So I think really different takes. So Randon is a bit up in the air on who he's going to be, but I just kind of got that he he knows his shit. Like, you know, he's going to be able to build a shelter. He's going to tell him what to do. Like, he's a dad. He's a husband. He has a very established career. But he's I'm an introvert. Okay, so maybe he'll be able to build the shelter, but not boss them. Right. Uh, so he's an introvert, but then he says he identifies with Carolyn and Marianne. So I'm like, do you know yourself? I don't know. I, I actually have a really good feeling about Randon. Um, I for, he's he's for sure a post emerge. He's for sure emerge. He's just too strong not to be there. He's quite bright as well, and he's really into science, which which again makes him kind of nerdy. But I I find that who else is into science? That's gonna what? I said who else is into science? Who? Hunter. Like, like, I think that he's going to be endearing. I, I think he might be one of those older 41 contestants that people like and want to keep around and might actually want to form bonds with. I didn't get, I, I don't get Roxroy or Bruce at all. I, I don't see that. Um, he did also grow up in foster care. So, I mean, that kind of, you know, lends towards the Bruce vibes because Bruce also grew up in foster care. Um and, you know, maybe sometimes it's like literally comparing like one plus one and okay, I'm associating these people together, but he thinks that he will have a tough road ahead. He doesn't think necessarily that he's going to be good at Survivor. And so, yeah, I'm worried for him. I'm not. Um, For myself, well, let's read some stuff for him. Um, he moved to another state and decided to start a family and join the military while in an existing career to create a foundation for his children. That was one of his biggest risks. Um, I don't love the fact that the things that a friend said, relentless. That's all he got, just relentless. That's not a lot. Um, his favorite people that he would like to meet beyond Jeff Probst are Neil deGrasse Tyson and Michio Kaku. Um, I had to look up Michio Kaku, American physicist, science communicator, and futurologist. So this is like a lame tribe. This is the whole tribe is lame. Is yes. that what we're doing here? This yes. entire tribe. Well, well, okay. well. Look, this is Survivor in the plus forty era. Now we just have tribes that are lame. Yes. Okay. Um, we need yeah. soda. To no more Sandra. Cool. Sandra's not coming back. We're not uh, getting some really like weird, different, like. We just had Carolyn two seasons ago. Yeah, no, no, no. But that's she's a nice one. I want, I want a single <laughs> bad, evil. She's a nice one. She's a nice one. Yeah. I love All her. right. Let's give our thoughts here on. I'm Randon. giving my thoughts. You're cutting me off. I'm not done talking about Randon. I'm so with Randon here. I am not loving his chances personally wow. because 
though he's a bigger dude, I think that this tribe could be the, the one one of the tribes that is like if we're losing, get rid of some of the bigger dudes because we have a little bit more kookier people on this tribe. Kookier, they're not going to try though, less, They're not going. More. They're not going to lose. I think they are. I don't think, I think they, they are. are. I don't think they are. But I don't have Randon making the merch. Wow. I'm a definite merch. I am also a no. What? What? <laughs> he got on the same page. He's giving me really, really big red flags. I'm worried for Randon. Seems like a super nice guy. One thing I think is interesting that we haven't really hit on is there are a lot of people on this season that are married with children. Yes, um, a lot. Yeah, a lot more than most seasons, I feel like. So well, you know, kind of that's Survivor in the 40s, you know? That's what children would say. But we do. But it's true, though. Like, there is, like, Survivor used to be a game for 20s. That's not the case. It's a family show now, and, and that's what it is. You have the mama, you have the papa, you got the people with the kids. Like, it's a family. It's family hour now. That's what Survivor has become, folks. All right. Soda. Soda Thompson. Soda is 27 years old. In Canada, we call it pop. <laughs> we call her Coke. The Coke Thompson. Coke Thompson, 27 years old, from Lake Hopakong, New Jersey. She's from Jersey. I don't really think they have cities there. Um, <laughs> identify as a state, <laughs> she is a special ed teacher. Um, so soda, let me tell y'all about her. I played in a big brother org a, a few months ago, and I had a close ally that was from Jersey that was a black female that was a little larger and also was a special ed teacher and she gives me so much vibes of this girl that I played. Was it soda? That I instantly loved her. Um, just. Was it soda? Reasonable. No, it was not soda. Um, I feel like that story. I feel like that whole lead up was unnecessary. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it was not soda. That, that as soon as she started talking, I was like, I know this girl. Is it Soda's sister? I just played a game with her. But she, well, I don't know. She could be Soda's sister. I didn't ask. Is it Pepsi? <laughs> her, her name is T, but okay. Oh, she's T. I drink. She's a drink, too. And okay. anyway, so I just, I got really, really good vibes from Soda. I like her a lot. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And the two people she identifies with, are Carla because she said Carla's a bit of a bigger girl, but she could bring it in the challenges and she's hoping she's going to be able to do that. And Marianne, she's like, yeah, people are going to actually think that I look like Marianne. So I immediately thought she looked like Marianne. Did you? Really? One million percent. Yeah. So she's very aware. They have completely listen, different facial listen, structures. What are you talking here about? in the chat? Uh, the fantasy answer, whoever you are. Kylie gets what she gets. And that's kind of how it goes. <laughs> I put up the a answer wants us to go easier on Kylie. We're going to see how that goes. But I she just told that irrelevant story. But, okay. Here's the thing about Soda. Soda, <laughs> uh, I, I, did, I, I don't know if you saw what you did there, though, Kylie. 
Uh, you said that she wants to be fluid in the game. Soda is a fluid. You see what you see what you did there? You see what she did there? Because she's literally a fluid. Uh, so one of the risks that she ever took, she got married super young to a man from Brazil. I had only known him for six months. He is amazing, and it really worked out. But she married a basic stranger. Um, six months. Back in the day, everybody got married after six weeks. What are you talking about? She's 27 years old. What back in the day are you talking about? Two years ago. (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) She's definitely afraid of butterflies. Uh, Can I even be in the same field as one? I can sense when anything small, soft, and winged is nearby. This is my favorite question. What past survivor would you play the game most like? Her answer? Season 42. Season 42, baby. The That's whole season. The whole, the whole ass season. The whole one. The whole oh, ass yeah. season. Oh, uh, this is attention to the... Look, here's the thing about her. I do not know how strong strategically Soda will be, but it's hard not to like Soda. Like, just look at her smile. Look at how happy she is. Uh, yeah, She's going to be a lot of fun. She's going to be around for a while if this tribe keeps on winning and doesn't have to vote out a weak challenge threat. But soda's fun. I want some soda. Mm-hmm. I want it to be diet, but, but you know. Um, she used to be a camp counselor. Oh, sh- shocker. I know. That seems like a really just apt little career for her but I was like okay I can see this shaping up like you've got Soda who is a teacher and a camp counselor you have Hunter who is a teacher basically a camp counselor running survivor games like I think that these two can link up and yeah but when I commented that she wants to be fluid in the game she doesn't necessarily want to have like a ride or die. She just kind of wants to take it as it as it comes and be fluid, willing to work with everybody. Yeah, I'm 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 excited for Soda. Um, Sheldon, does Soda make the merch? Uh, I want her to, but I'm gonna say no. What happened to you? I thought you had all the you had all the smoke for her. You were like cheering her on. I want more soda. I'm thirsty. I wanted to be diet though. What happened to all that? I I just I don't know. I, I want her to, <laughs> but like, I, I like the moment think she'll the, be first out if the tribe goes. Yeah, I don't think I like so. the moment that the rubber met the road. Shelton was off the train. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think up soda. first one out. I mean, you've already got Liz, who has identified her as her silly shield. Um, I think she's going to be able to connect with Rendon. I think she's going to be able to connect with Hunter. Um, I think we're going to talk about Tevin next. I think she can connect with Tevin. I think she's very likable. And no, I don't. I don't think she's going to be the first boot from the tribe. So you think she's making merge, Kylie? <laughs> yes. Gotta make it merge. For me, she's like on on the on like maybe maybe like could be. Mm -mm, You don't get that. I'll say no. Kevin, is she making it? No for me, dog. Okay, Randy. (laughs) No for me, dog. What is Randy Jackson Um, doing these days? Who knows? uh, He was hosting a show called uh, Name That Tune, and the the revised version of Name That Tune. He played the piano, and the piano player. I thought he was a bass. 
Uh, All right. I need to play with multiple instruments. Moving on. Back I don't like how you just rush us on, Kylie. We're me and Sheldon are having she, banter. We don't want to. <laughs> want American Idol talk. She wants Survivor talk. That's what we're here for. <laughs> we are here for Survivor. Tevin Davis. He is 24 years old. He is from Richmond, Virginia, and he is an actor. Ooh. And ignore the little typo. It's no big deal. Um, he identifies with Marianne and Sari. Lots of, lots of Marianne, Jam Jam, Carolyn vibes yep. here. That's the new era. And like another one of our earlier friends, he also almost drowned as a kid. Oh, Tevin. Tevin. I don't think that that is something you necessarily see all the time. Um, and he describes himself as flamboyant. He is also uh, a very big personality. He's also incandescent, just in case you were wondering. Incandescent. Uh, Kevin, tell us more about him. Uh, so, Tevin's friend said in a run-on sentence that Tevin is an incandescent, beautiful sparks of energy and joy, walking definition of super multifaceted talent, radiance embodied independent yet such a valuable and free-spirited person that this world needs energetic hard-working adaptable warm sunshine hitting your face on a perfect day genuine talented unique passionate one of a kind true to self charismatic old soul vibrant determined effervescent smart captivating great to watch dynamic person filled with love confidence and a presence that is filled with joy I, I can't do this positivity. It's too much. It's Can too someone much. be incandescent? <laughs> that is a question. Okay. Uh, Tevin not only finished college as a first-generation student, but also utilized the scholarships he earned, which made for my parents made for my parents not having to spend a single dime on tuition and housing. Uh, they supported me emotionally. But as far as getting through school, I did that independently. I also didn't just finish school, but I finished magna cum laude and made the dean's list each semester. He's going to sit there, he's going to look at Hunter, and he's going to be like, school? And Hunter's going to go, school? 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 And then they're going to like connect on school. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, I think we've got three of the biggest personalities on this tribe in Liz, Tevin, and Soda. And I think that they're going to gravitate towards each other. And I think that they're going to be a built-in, easy group of people. I was like, are they too much together? But is this your new Tika 3? Um, why do we have to find a Tika 3, right? Like, why? Everything that's old isn't necessarily new. It is whenever they all consider themselves to be clones of Marianne, Carolyn, and Jam Jam. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, I think I think that these big personalities are like, oh, same these. We can work together. That's going to be an interesting thing if they do. Um, it's going to get some people further than I expect. Um, I I do think Tevin's going to make the merge. Yeah. 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 I, uh, I agree. I think, I think he's going to make the merge. I, I don't know if he lasts. Like, I, I don't see that. I think he makes the merge and he makes, I don't know how Bryce Isaiah feels about that. 
Um, <laughs> why? He, he does give some Bryce vibes. Um, so here is my other hot take. If a boring, bland personality doesn't win, then Tevin wins. That's wild. Why? Me, why? Yeah, why? Um, yeah, just I got all of the things I want from him. Way back when, Survivor 41, I loved JD. And JD was just not mature enough to be what you wanted from him. I think Tevin gives a lot of like that same exuberance that JD did, but with a little bit more maturity and more life experience. And I think, I think that he can win. Um, his father just passed away before he came on. And so I just think it kind of gave him this whole new sense of himself and the things he appreciates. I just, I think he's got a good head on his shoulders. I think he's got the personality. People are going to want to keep him around. I think he's going to be good enough in challenges. He's not the person you want to get rid of. So I think he easily locks in merge. Yeah. So if, you know, if, if they're not trying to get rid of big personalities, which if I'm coming on to this season, I want to get rid of all of the big personalities, you know, recency bias but if that doesn't happen i think tevin has a shot i'm gonna say tevin does make merge um i i don't know if he can bring it together Th that's my only concern um is he strategic is really the question and yeah. if yeah. it's true that as you come along that he does end up with those three people do they become a big block that's dangerous? Um, yeah, I don't know. Time will tell. Kev? I have Tevin making the merge. Um, I think Tevin's person, I think Tevin's going to, um, like I said, upset uh, Bryce Isaiah because Bryce Isaiah was flamboyant and was voted out. Was. And yeah, and we're in a new era, and Bryce wants to play again anyway. So this might pave the way for Bryce to play again. Or it might knock Bryce further out if yes. this is the same archetype. And Tevin's better than Bryce. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe uh, Tevin's going to get a podcast. Yeah, but it's <laughs> irreplaceable. Okay, last up, Venus Vafa, um, 24 years old, from Toronto. She is a data analyst also, just like our boy uh, Banu way back at the beginning. But uh, spoiler alert, she is going to become a lawyer focusing on immigration law, which um, also our boy Charlie wants to also focus on immigration law. So something in common. And she identifies with Courtney Yates and Parvati. Come through, Venus Queen. Wow. And her survivor wow. hot take is bring villains back. So y'all, I love her. Okay. I love her. Right. First off, wow. Right. Wow. wow. She may be skin and bones. She's gorgeous skin and bones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, friends would describe her. They would describe me as a someone with a really tough exterior. I think Regina George from Mean Girls, but a secret softy. I'm actually a crybaby under my tough girl facade. 
and am very emotional and empathetic to the tiniest of things. Um, risk she has taken. I come from a very conservative household. When it came time to choose universities, I was faced with two options. The A, easy option, a school 30 minutes away from home, meaning I would live with my parents and not have to worry about rent or meals. Or B, the hard option, a school eight hours away that I would have to fund myself and be on my own for the first time in my life. I chose the latter, and to this day, it has been the best decision I have ever made in my life. So, for, first of all, she grew up literally a five-minute drive from my house, which is kind of cool. Um, she yeah. reminds me a little bit of Justine, who played in Survivor 43. Mm -hmm. She was also pretty thin physically, and because of that, she was one of the first out. She also tried to be a little bit more mischievous and bad, I would say, or villainous, I should say. Um, yeah, I, I just don't see Venus fitting in with this tribe from the ability to actually win challenges, physically be able to do that, and be fit in with other larger, crazier personalities, unless she gets the other three on board with her who aren't the three we talked about earlier on. So I, I don't see her around. I think she could be fun if she does stick around, but I don't think Survivor's made for women like this, sadly, anymore. It just doesn't, it's not fair. Yeah, I think, I think yeah. with the whole the whole problem of needing big strength plays against her because obviously she's very, very petite. Um, so she's got that working against her. And then I think you've got this group of three really big personalities that seem to pregame be drawn towards each other that I'm a little bit worried Venus doesn't have her person here. And I really, really want her to like, I wish, I wish Venus and Jim could be on a tribe together. I want to see both of them play the game and I'm worried that both of them don't make it out of the tribe stage. But if she does, I think she has great potential, but I'm just worried that she doesn't. I don't. I don't think that she's going to be likable. And she says she takes a while to warm up to people. She compares herself to Regina George. Like these are alarming things for playing the game of Survivor. And she is um, the one that says that she does not represent all Persians. Like, she does not have that, uh, you know, she's not carrying that weight. Yep. Um, Can she be Paris, Sheldon? But Paris wasn't, uh, Paris wasn't, wasn't mean girls. That's, that was never what Paris was. Yeah. Like, Paris was kind and bubbly and happy-go-lucky and strategic. Right, but and you know, Paris really, you know, came out of nowhere, really underdog. But that, uh, but but Survivor and Big Brother are very different games. Yeah. Like I think you could do that on Big Brother. I don't know if you could do that on Survivor. You can't, because Survivor, <laughs> so Big Brother has a very regimented schedule, so you can like rebuild yourself up in terms of like the weeks yeah. and the time. Um, Big Brother, our survivor is a couple days. If you're rubbing someone the wrong way, wrong way today, you can go home tomorrow. You don't have time to fix it. Yeah. Um, and, and again, the challenges. Like, like if they lose, like she has to be first out. Yeah, I think she, I think her or Soto would be first out. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with Kylie. Between the two, I think Venus goes first. 
I think it's an easy vote. They won't like her and she can't compete. Yeah. Um, I'm it's a no for me for making the merch. It's a no for me. Uh, it's a no for me. And I I, I really, really like her. Like um when I was going through, I you know put a star next to people that I possibly wanted on my draft team. And Venus is one. Like I want her and to do well. I think she has the potential to do well. I don't think she has that potential on this tribe. So I don't think she makes the merge. But damn, I really want her to. Okay. So with that being said, that is all of the people we have on the Nami tribe. And that's gone through everybody for the season. Um, Kylie, you have been as your first out. Mm -hmm. I have Tiffany. Sheldon, do you have Tiffany along with me? Yeah, probably. Sadly, but yeah. Okay. Um, Kylie, tell tell the people what we're doing a little different this season. All right. So this season, we are going to be not necessarily breaking down the episode step by step. Who, you know... This person went on a journey and da 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 da. We're going to focus on some of the bigger points of the episode that we're going to hit on and talk about how it is affecting the game overall. And in particular, we're going to be looking at the people that we personally think could be our winner picks. So we're going to save that for the end, who we think our official winner pick is going to be, because before we get there, we have to do a draft. And I don't think any of us want to just lay all of our cards out there. So, let's Tyler, I just wanted to know who your winner pick was so yeah. I could draft. Yeah, I'm not That's telling. I wanted to know. I'm not telling you. Okay, so here's how this is going to work. I am the boss of this podcast. And oh, being the boss, <laughs> I am going to be drafting first because the winner... Let me finish. The winner of the draft from last season was Robbie. Robbie is not here tonight. Therefore, it goes to second place, which was me with Austin. So I get to pick first. I am choosing for Kevin to go second. And Sheldon, you will go third. This will be a wow. second draft. You will be drafting six people. Everybody will be getting drafted. We get our own tribes. So first up on the Kylie tribe, I am going to take. I did not put these people in any type of order. Um, I am going to take So she knew she was getting the first pick yet she still I know, but I don't even know. Like, <laughs> she'd, been, she'd, been, she'd be on the clock for hours and she didn't know she was going to be <laughs> I have to say, I'm sitting here I'm looking at the cast and I don't know who I'm going to draft first. I well, you didn't know that you were drafted first or third. I, did, I I still don't know who I'm drafting first, second, or third. Like, I'm just looking at them. I'm like, I don't know. I am going to take... Tevin. Okay. Give me Tevin. Wow. I, am I drafting for everybody? Is that how this is working today? Who am yeah. I taking, Sean? I'm going to take Tevin. I think he is... Here for the long haul. Uh, Kevin, I think you are going to take 
soda. I am not. Give me Jelinski. What? Give me Jelinski. Why Jelinski? Um, I think the kid's smart. I like his vibe. Uh, and if I ever break bread with him, I want to let him know I took him first. Uh, because okay, so it's just because you live there. The hometown pick. I assume you're taking Venus. All right, Sheldon, give us two picks back to back. Okay, so for my first pick today, I'm going to pick Kenzie. Good pick, good choice, good choice. She was uh, nice on the board for me. For my second pick today, this is hard. I'm thinking, I'm trying to decide between three. Who are the three? I'm not going to say. <laughs> can, she, can she do it? I don't know. Uh, give me Liz. All right. Why Liz? I, I think that if she could get over being scared of being like outdoors and, and that's like that first few days of the difficulty of, of adjusting, I, I agree with you. I think there is an Aubrey there. So yeah, I, 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 I hope for Liz. Yeah. All right. Kevin. For me next, I know that she's the right cut. Give me Jim. Okay, okay. See what I did there? You see what I did there? Yeah. Yeah, With we the got cut? It. We got yeah. it. Okay, yeah, good. 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 Was it clear? Was it All clear? Right. Was the clarity there? It's, it's clear now. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, are you wearing a yellow on purpose again? Just like the rest of the cast? Just like the rest of the cast. I wanted to make sure I got my yellow vibes going. Okay, let's go. All Where right. I got Cats two picks back to back. I am go going Catsman. to. Go Catsman. Huh? Catsman for you. Ben Catsman. I'm going to take Mariah. Okay. Redhead, stand up. I want, so I was choosing between Liz and Mariah and one more person that I won't say. Okay. So it, wasn't, um, next, it wasn't Jim, huh? I know that y'all aren't necessarily high on him, but I am. I don't want either one of you bitches to take him. I'm going to take Hunter. Cool. My that, is who I wanted. that was my number one pick overall. That is who I want. But I was worried that um, other people would get taken, and I figured Hunter would be there, so I was going to just let him slide a little bit. That was smart because nobody was looking at that dude. Um, my <laughs> next pick, <laughs> um, I'm going to take Tim. Who's Tim? Spicer. Oh, okay. Forgettable. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to take so I've got two uh, for the first one I'm going to take Charlie okay and for my second one is this my last one? no oh okay. you get six. Oh, six I like it for my next one I'm going to take a little bit of soda soda all right, give me my guy Q. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, I am going to 
go out on a limb here and I'm going to take the person I want to do really well and I'm going to take Venus. I'm your Venus. I'm your fire. Your, your desire. desire. All right, this is the last one I get to actually choose who I want. Dangerous. Oh, Lord. We leave, them, leave them for me. Leave them for me. Okay. I'm going to take I'm between two people here because I don't get to choose and neither one of them are going to be the last two. I will tell y'all I'm deciding between Banu and Jess. So I think that they're both really intelligent people. I just don't know if they are able to pull it all together, but I think if one of them can, that it's don't do it. Jess. I think I think she's got it in her. She just has to focus all of that energy. Runner Charlie's off the board, right? Yes. Um, is Mariah off the board? Yes. Yeah, sadly. Okay. Okay. Liz. Gone. Yeah. yeah. Let me recap who we have left. Left, we have Ben Katzman, Banu Gopal, Maria Shrine Gonzalez, Randon Matalvo, and Tiffany Nicole Irvin. All people I have X's next to. Got it. Let me get yeah. Banu. Let me take Banu here. Yeah, um, I think he's the best one that's left. Okay, so I'm going to pick the one that I think has the best chance here, and that's Randon. I was going to say, you were kind of high on Randon. Yeah, I kind of kept him on purpose by accident, but it's all it works. Yeah, out. I think I think that that's smart. Like, I think of the remaining, he definitely has the best chance if he's not the first one out. Uh, so yeah. I, I'm going to pick. Okay, I think I'm going to pick a wild card here, and I'm going to go with Tiffany. Um, Perfect. because Perfect. I think she has the personality potentially to do well. I don't think any of these are going to win, but let's see. Maria, Maria, ben? Maria, you remind me of a West Side Story. You remember West Side Story? And growing up in Spanish Harlem. Growing up in Spanish Harlem, and Ben Katzman goes to Kylie, the one he she hates the most. Yeah, that's what you get when you go first, you know. Yeah, want to make sure it's all good. I've got the winner, either Tevin, Mariah, or Hunter. Sure, so, sure, 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 sure. I'm happy with mine. Okay, let's recap this. All right, to Show recap, I have. have Tevin, Mariah, Hunter, Venus, Jess, and Ben. Kevin, who do you have? I don't know. Kylie Till. Kevin <laughs> has Jelinski, Jim, Tim, Q, Banu, and Maria. Who do I and have? And Sheldon has Kinsey, Liz, Charlie, Soda, Randon, and Tiffany. I think I have the best team. I think you have a good, good thing team. this is a winner's tribe. This is a winner draft. So, you know, your team's great, but only one of them can win. Yeah. I think Kenzie, Liz, and Charlie and Soda have a great chance. Yeah. All right. That is our draft team. So now, official winner pick. What player are you going to be focusing on this season 
Sheldon? I will happily go with my redhead, Kenzie. I think she's got the spice. I think that she's going to be strategic. I think she's going to be social. I think that she's not going to be somebody who's going to do poorly in challenges. I think she's the real deal and can go far. Or she could be first up. But she's my winner pick. Let's go, Kenzie. All right. Kylie, who do you have next? Oh, this is so tough. Um, do we have to pick from our draft or it could be anybody? No, anybody. Anybody. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Hunter. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. From and Kevin. I will be taking the young Miss Jim. We're gonna really? get this going. I will be watching Jim talking about what she's doing, how the tribe's working for her, and how she's working in the tribe. All right. Very good. Okay, y'all. So we will be back live every Thursday at 8 Central, 9 Eastern to talk about the latest episode. Isn't so, it 9? Isn't it 9 Eastern, 8 Central? Isn't that the Eastern's the first Kevin, one? Kevin, <laughs> everything in Texas goes first. Don't you know that's how it works? <laughs> yes. If you're in our chat, feel if you're in our chat and aren't one of our subscribers, or if you're watching us and aren't one of our subscribers, please subscribe. It helps us. Uh, it's wonderful to have you here. And if you're in the chat right now, we'd love to hear your winner's pick too. Let us know. Let us know. We'll keep an eye out. But this was so much fun. Kylie and Kevin, we're back together. We're back. We're back, That's baby. So, so right. All right. Well, we will see all of you guys next week to talk about the premiere episode. We'll see. Bye, y'all.